You're listening to DraftKings Network. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. There's a lot of hills you can die on that comes to me and there are things I will apologize for. You can hate me just because I'm annoying as fuck. Go, go ahead. But liking, he hating me because you, I like Evander Kane is not really the thing to die on. And I will just reiterate that. <laughs> Rules to hating Sarah Sivian 101. There you go. You can't, you. you can't say she doesn't hate Evander Kane and the Oilers and Connor McDavid and Ken Holland yes. and all of them. We've made that abundantly clear at this it's point. It's like, I thought it was clear, but I guess it's not. I guess I have to like sit there and think to the every, about everything I say for four hours before I say anything. We th- <laughs> our podcast thrives without their listens. Yeah. Like who knew if they just yeah. wanted to, you know, pump our numbers a little bit, they'd get informed. Hey everybody, welcome back to Too Many Men. My name is Allison Lucan. And as always, I'm thrilled to be joined by the investigative morally right where she needs to be telling the stories that matter and still freaking gorgeous Sarah Sivian. Sarah, how are you? What's going on today? You're making me blush today. Um, Morally right where she needs to be. That is great to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the reason I say this, let's give a quick shout out to Sarah. Um, You're doing some fantastic work at Bleacher Report, and you just published a story with a a little bit of a different look at what's been going on with Hockey Canada. Give us, you know, the five-second version of what that's all about and and any key takeaways for you. Yeah, I talked to Katie Strig and Gabby Ugarte about kind of covering this story. I, I feel like Katie has covered so many stories about sexual abuse in sport. It's just like I wondered what she thinks about some of the misconceptions that we that we all say unknowingly. Like we try to be better people, right? It's like let's actually like there's so much about Canadian politics like wrapped up in this. So I'm kind of like, okay, why is par- Parliament here? What's next? What should we be looking out for? It was nice to get kind of like an inside look about what's actually going on. Outstanding, outstanding. Um, And we would never be too many men without the rarely punctual but always perfect Shayna Goldman. Shayna, say hi. Hi. I don't do on time. It just doesn't work for me. (laughs) We're aware. No, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. All right, my friends. Well, we are here. It is still hockey season. Last time I checked, um, as does my sleep schedule indicate. Um, But even in hockey season, there can be things that are so important yet still don't relate to the hockey. So Sarah, it's time for your favorite segment, which is called... Bit-O News. Bit-O News, my friends. And listen, y'all, it's a big day. No one is more excited than Shana Goldman about this news. <laughs> but promptly at midnight Eastern on third, excuse me, I guess it's technically midnight of Friday of this past week, Taylor Swift, our queen, released her newest album, Midnights, and then at 3 a.m. Eastern, Midnight Pacific, she released a second version called Midnights, the 3 a.m. edition, which added an additional 17, 17, seven <laughs> tracks of deliciousness for our ears. Sarah, I think we all were waiting with bated breath to push play your initial reactions to Midnights and the latest work by Taylor Swift. Yeah, I'm a reputation girly myself. So that was, I think, my favorite work out of her. It's like Reputation's older sister. I absolutely loved it. Um, Usually her albums take some time for me to grow into. And then I'm like, oh, I love this song. That wasn't the case here. I was like sobbing through the whole thing at midnight, then 3 a.m. It was like some of those tracks were even better than the midnight tracks. It was just like could have, would have, should have, would have, could have, should have. I can't relate to it at all, but I was sobbing regardless. That's how strong her storytelling is mixed with, I love Jack Antonoff. I don't care. F the haters. I think it works well with her. And she did, people are like, she needs to do something new. She did that with Folklore and Evermore. And now she's back to the roots writing about herself, which she does so well. Love that for her. 
Your thoughts? Well, first we have, Shana, have you listened to any of it? I listened to one song because you made me watch a music video. And how, it's a good how music did, video. It, it, great music. That's Antihero is one of the best tracks, in my opinion. Your reactions, Shana Goldman. The fashion was cute in the music video. <laughs> um, I didn't listen to anything else of it. Uh, maybe eventually. <laughs> That's, you know, I'm happy for you guys. Uh, I'm very happy for you, too. Uh, the, the group chat was cracking me up because I'm like, I'm just like watching TV and you two are going nuts about it. And it was yeah, funny just line like. Line by line. Be, yeah, just like just being there silently the reactions back and forth you're both like incredibly hyped i was like i'm very happy for you both i have no idea what's going on and you're like i'm sobbing i love this this is the best thing ever and i'm like wow this sounds amazing and i just that's all i got <laughs> now i did see actually us. on twitter in in thanks for a nice tweet sarah sent to you shana shana you said you would listen to one track oh, yeah. from the album so sarah what is your pick what should shana listen to first Antihero. I think that one. Well, is no, like she a... watched the video. Oh, yeah, yeah she true. Had to pick oh, one. so a different Did one. Did I do my job? Is that it? No, like, no, 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 no. This was after that. <laughs> mm. God, which one would you like? I don't know. Vigilante shit might be a little too corny for you, but I think you'd like the production of it. But it, yes. maybe the production of the video or of there's no, no video, no yet. video, oh. song. Oh, I'll okay. pick one vigilante video. shit. What do you pick, Allison? I I pick I th- that was actually the one I thought might be most most uh, inviting to Shana, and I would like to give a shout out to. My Kraken colleague, Nicole Shabazz, who we affectionately call Shabs, um, she's a genius. She's behind so much of what makes our game presentation special. And that is her current song of the moment. We had a big conversation. It's too early to pick our favorites. We have a favorite of the moment. Because like you said, Sarah, I have to like live with them. I have to see which ones I love. I am currently, Maroon is sticking with me. I love Maroon. I actually love The Great War also. Um, and of course, the one, Sarah, that you and I were like losing our minds over of you're on your own kid is too much, too, too much. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's hitting me right now. Yeah, 100%. So we encourage all of you to just listen. Don't don't be the haters. Listen to it. Live it. Love it. Bring a little joy into your life. Welcome our savior, Taylor Swift, to your musical enjoyment. Right, Shana? Yeah. I'm high. It's gonna be the best day ever. I like, and it's funny too, because like I, there is like, what is she pop music technically? Like that's what she is now. Sure. Like I like stuff like that. I just. I think you're doing this as a bit now. You, I bet if you just like listen to this, like Piper uh, Piper Shaw, who I work with too, she is loving living Bejeweled. That's a good. That one sticks in my ear. Yeah. I'm relating to that right now. Yes. I think you should just give it a listen through Shayna. I mean, I can try sometime. Like, if I'm writing and I need something in the background, like... Because I... There's a couple of her songs I've heard that aren't bad. And I remember the last... Was it a re-release that she did last? That's what it was? Like, All Too Well. Like, it was, like, on... It came on shuffle because I just had, like, Discover Weekly. And for some fucking reason, my Spotify was like, Discover this because your phone (laughs) listens to, like, everything you do. Um, And I listened to it. I'm like, it's not bad, but I'm like, I don't... I don't think I'd ever actively be like opening up Spotify and be like, ah, yes, this is what I'm going to listen to today. Like if it comes on, it's like I'm not pressing skip for that one song. Sure. If the like if the vibe's right. But like just actively, I'm not going for it, which is fine. Like teach their own. Mm-hmm. Except that's for Taylor fair. Swift. No, yes. not fair. No. <laughs> no, not you have to do it to understand us. That's right. That's right. It's, it's right. important. It's important. OK. So put Shana, it on our playlist, our Too Many Men playlist. Okay, we will. I, I still keep and adding stuff to that. There is a Too Many Men playlist on Spotify, kids. We'll tweet out the link again. Go on a crazy, insane journey through the three of our psyche and get whiplash from it at the same time. Um, yes, so Shana, you'll listen, you'll report back. We'll be ready to hear it. Yeah, I'll Deal? make a chart. Yeah. I, actually, wait. yes, please. Perfect. NHL teams as Taylor Swift songs from Midnight's. We'll do that. Oh my God. Do that for Bleacher Report, Sarah. That'd be good. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) let's move on. We've we've certainly reveled enough in our Tay-Tay. Another segment we always have to touch on. This is a quick one this week, but a necessary one. It is time for the shit list. Sarah, again, her work, if you're not reading it, what's wrong with you? Because she's just churning out the hashtag content. Um, And last week was the re-debut of seminal reading during an NHL hockey season, and that is the style rankings. The first one came out last week. And unfortunately, our nominee for the shit list this week, Sarah, comes from a reaction to the style rankings. Can you tell us 
what went down. Xander Kane commented, LOL, biased. I'm like, first of all, do you even listen to the podcast? I'm not biased against the Oilers. I just hate you. So <laughs> jot that down. There's a difference. I, if, if he had a good suit, I would put him in. And you know what? Like his suit was decent, but guess what? It's opening week. Some people had two good suits. I saw one good suit from him, and sometimes you just don't make the cut. I thought it was a little bit arrogant to be like, wow, the only reason I'm not making the style rankings is because she doesn't like me. <laughs> like, and then I tweeted this interaction where I responded like, better luck next week, where I'm, I'm being, if you listen to this podcast, I've said my piece about this man. I think you know my stance on him. But it was like, there's a group chat or something because it went from zero retweets to 14 quote tweets where it was all these people that I don't know that are like, you would love Evander Kane. I'm like, what are you talking? Like, you guys just like put out a bat signal to be like, Sarah said something again. Like, there's a lot of hills you can die on that comes to me and there are things I will apologize for. You can hate me just because I'm annoying as fuck. Go, go ahead. But liking, hating me because you, I like Evander Kane is not really the thing to die on. And I will just reiterate that. <laughs> Rules to hating Sarah Sivian 101. There you go. You can't you. you can't say she doesn't hate Evander Kane and the Oilers and Connor McDavid and Ken Holland yes. and all of them. We've made that abundantly clear at this it's point. Like, I thought it was clear, but I guess it's not. I guess I have to like sit there and think the ev- about everything I say for four hours before I say anything. <laughs> We th- our <laughs> podcast thrives without their listens. Yeah. Like who knew if they just yeah. wanted to, you know, pump our numbers a little bit, they'd get informed. But it's it's amazing to me too that he he only posted one look on Instagram, I think. Yeah. And like it's a striped suit, and I get it, you're being bold, but like the pants are ill-fitted. It honestly looks cheap. <laughs> like I'm sorry, there were so many good outfits out there, and this was not one of them. You have to try a little bit harder. Just because you take a risk, it doesn't mean it's gonna hit. Like that's for sure. And like look. Sarah does the style rankings. We know this forever. And there have been players, I'm sure, that she doesn't like that make it. This is not someone like me doing it who's like, you're an asshole. I'm not including you in it. <laughs> and even still, I like, you know, I would just be like, you don't don't have to like them, but here's a nice suit. There's a difference between saying someone can dress well and saying anything nice about them personally. Like, it's, it's not like we're going to be like, he's stylish and great. It's like, he had a nice suit. There's like a Oof. big difference. It's like when you talk about someone like Patrick Kane and you go, on the ice, he did this well instead of being like, he's good. I like him. You know, like there's a differentiation you can make. And uh, it just is it, it, we've talked so much about Evander Kane that if you don't know, <laughs> like, it's on him. That's like, why I thought the coast I, was clear. <laughs> it's never clear when the evilest girl listens. in the world is out here tweeting. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah, you, these people who are upset about it don't listen to the podcast. Meanwhile, Evander Kane knows we hate him. So, yeah, no, I'm like, why would he be calling me biased if he, I didn't constantly talk? say mean things about him anyway we can move on from this I oh I'm trying to be better at like letting I know who I am and that is somebody who doesn't like Evander Kane like what are you gonna do fight me about it no you do like it no I don't like hello you don't you're not in my little brain and you're that's a good thing for you so let's move on okay well let's move on then Sarah has decreed we are going to move on to our hockey headlines of the week. I've just newly named this section. So here we go. Let's get into our hockey <laughs> talk, my friends. Um, we just basically went around the league and, you know, Shane already said we have a group chat and these are some of the storylines that are capturing our attention. Um, first up, and, you know, it it's almost like we shouldn't be surprised, but we are surprised because it seems like this team is going to drop off and they just find a way never to do so. It's kind of impressive. And that is... The Pittsburgh Penguins, my friends, they seem to be crushing it. They are currently sitting, let me pull it up here, in the Metro. They are sitting atop the Metro, five games in, four wins, one overtime loss, no games without a point earned for a total of nine. Um, Top of the Metro is still clogged because it's obviously still very early, but Shayna, what are you making of the Pittsburgh Penguins from, again, a completely ridiculous and unsustainable sample size, honestly, for any team in the NHL right now? No, this is it. This is what defines the season. <laughs> That's it right here. Um, no, they're they're killing it. Like, at 5-on-5, five five, they're playing incredible hockey, too. Like, they're one of the best below the surface, and then the results are even better. You can see, like, they're one of the best offensive generators in the league. And what impresses me, too, is, like, their goaltending's been good. Their combined goal saved above expected is positive, but it's not like off the charts that you could say, oh, goaltending is driving it. Like they have a really strong top six and I like 
they made an adjustment that Raquel, he shifted to the right to play with Crosby, and it, like, really suits his game to play with Gensel and Crosby, and then you have Rust with Malkin, and now Jason Zucker's healthy, and he's playing there, so, I mean, the last game, Heinen's in uh, Gensel's box, he missed a game, but, like, long term, it looks like that's their top six, and that second line is absolutely thriving, which is, it's really nice to see Jason Zucker healthy and playing well, because I think the last year was as unlucky as it got, you know, injury-wise for him. Sarah? The Pittsburgh Penguins are about to begin their Western Canadian road trip, which can often be a gauntlet for any team. Um, And in fact, after we record this, but before our wonderful listeners hear this, we will have had the annual Sidney Crosby versus Connor McDavid matchoff that's happening Monday night. But what do you make of the Penguins and this seemingly inability to ever acknowledge an aging curve exists for some of the league's top stars? Yeah, I feel like Sidney Crosby is sending that message that he's not done yet. Um, I thought the Caps would be better than the Pens this year, and I said that on one of the first pods, and I'm reconsidering that. And I know it's a small sample size, but when you see Crosby get off to a start like this, wasn't it the first opening night goal he ever scored? It's like, that's crazy to me, but good for him. I mean, he just paces the team, and he elevates a team like nobody else can except maybe Connor McDavid. But when you go, oh my God, like the question, they are asked the same questions every single year with Crosby and McDavid. Who's the best? Who like, wow, is he passing the torch? Like every year when they meet up, it's just kind of exhausting. Cause it's like, no, you're not going to be able to tell by this one game, but I do think it's going to be really fun. And I'm happy to see Crosby going off in this way. Yeah. And I will say too, I think, you know, I, here I am being the naysayer because I can be, and I live for it. Um, <laughs> It, it is worth noting, um, and of course, that's why we play the games. Every game's a hard game. Um, but here are the teams that Pittsburgh has played thus far on their schedule. Uh, Arizona, Tampa Bay, which arguably is having a slower start, but as we know, Tampa Bay only cares about getting into the playoffs, and then they can do whatever they want. Uh, Montreal, Los Angeles, um, and a struggling Columbus team out of the gate. Uh, as I mentioned, they're going to go on their Western Canadian trip, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, They'll be in Seattle and then Boston. So the next week might tell us more about this team, particularly one that, I mean, the Metro, as you said, Sarah, is not really shaping up yet to be as strong as maybe it has been in the past. There's only a couple teams there. and They haven't played those teams yet, right? They haven't played Carolina yet. They haven't played the Rangers yet. So we'll see what Pittsburgh is all about. But right now, it sounds like you guys, we think they might actually be hashtag good. I'm not ruling it out. Yeah. Like... The core is still good. They still have a lot, you know, it's not like they lost many pieces from last year. They kept a lot of the team together. That was very good. And probably, you know, like if Crosby was healthy in that playoff run would have gone further than round one. And I feel like it's so easy to be like, oh, they lost in round one. That's it. They're over the hill. Like they invested in that core for a reason. And there are some really good pieces that were put in place a couple years ago for like their Stanley Cup runs that are still very good. Well, another team that seems to be having a great start, um, thanks to some impressive goaltending, is one of the big pieces of it, and that is the long-languishing Buffalo Sabres. Let's go Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> they've got um, Rasmus Dahlin, who has five goals in five games played. Again, that 2018 first overall pick. You know, the narrative was for so many years, oh, Buffalo tore it all down to try and get good. When are they going to get good? When are they going to get good? They've got Alex Tuck, who wants to be there, came over in the Jack Eichel trade last year. Is this team finally becoming what everyone thought they wanted to be, or is this still flashes again with a very early sample size? Sarah, what's your opinion right now of the Buffalo Sabres that just swept? We just talked about the Western Canada trip. This team just swept in terms of three wins against Edmonton, Calgary, and the struggling Vancouver Canucks. I think it's fun and awesome. I think Darlene, we have to remember he's still young. He just like got into the league early on a shitty team. It's like, what are you going to do? And then we all put way too much pressure on him to make it like we're redrafting, we're doing everything when it comes to him. But we just needed to be a little patient. And I think you could kind of see like spurts of it last year. And now everything's clicking at the right time. And I'm really happy for them. I want them to like, I want them to make the playoffs for the first time in what is it? 11 years now. Like, Oh my God, that's sad. But how awesome would it be if it's like the Sabres and um, 
the bills at the same time. Every, there's going to be, everything's on fire in a good way. And I love that for them. I love Tage Thompson. I love that they pick their own goal songs. They needed several changes and the changes are here. Amazing. And Shana, this is something you actually just wrote about over at theathletic.com. If people haven't read it, please read it. But Buffalo is one of the teams that we've been talking about on this show for a while that's doing this preemptive contract move where they're signing talent um, one might perceive in advance of that talent delivering everything that maybe is expected of them in the roster as opposed to what's always happened which is pay after someone's been you know an amazing player for so long so far all that good stuff Um, but they're they're solidifying some young stars they bring over Eric Comrie who went with Buffalo it's it's been reported arguably in part because they were willing to give him more than one year and he's I believe per moneypuck.com prior to yesterday's games was top three in the league in terms of exceeding save percentage compared to the shot quality that he's faced. So Shayna, who are the Buffalo Sabres to you? They're a team that it feels like is finally clicking. And I think coaching has a lot to do with it. Like I think Don Granado is kind of like the best thing that's happened to them. And I did expect Ralph Kruger to be a good coach and that went horribly. And it feels like they needed a coach to kind of like unite the team and make them greater than the sum of their parts. And it feels like he's really done that. Um, like you mentioned, like Darlene, like it was glimpses and now it's consistency and he's really good and power is going to be a great player too. And even someone like Samuelson, who I do think that they signed him a year early. It was something that, you know, I was kind of curious if maybe that was something that was driven by the numbers and maybe it wasn't, you know, necessarily, you know, we think nerds, aging curves, getting the right timing. I wonder if that was scouts weighing in saying like, we know X, Y, Z about him, but still like. If that's a top four defenseman, you know, right now he's their number three, I'd say, you know, obviously he just got hurt. So granted, everything goes smooth uh, with that. A top three defenseman being paid, you know, four point three million. It's going to be over the next seven years. That's really good. Um, And players like Tage Thompson, he had that breakout year last year. And there's reason to believe he can sustain that moving forward because of his shot volume and quality. And um, Ocposo seems like a great leader on the ice. So they're finally getting the pieces instead of things like tanking getting the high picks, and then rushing that turnaround by signing mid-tier players who were at the time, it was Molson and Ocposo from the Islanders, to these huge contracts that you should be saving for your superstars that they were never going to be. It seems like they're figuring it out how to distribute the cap a little bit better, too. Amazing. Only yeah, 11. right? A couple general managers. <laughs> and, yeah. let's, and let's note, too, this is a team that invested a lot in their analytics department. You have someone like Sam Ventura. Yep. yep. We look at we talked about the Penguins, who was a big part of it. It was Sam, and here he is with the Sabres. And he's not the only one there. They're, it seems like they're investing and listening and really trending up. It doesn't surprise me that any team that Sam's on is trending in the right direction. This is a pro-Sam podcast. We are now pro-Leafs, <laughs> pro-Torts, pro-Sam. We're all the pros. We're all the pros. All the pros. All the pros. And the cons. The cons. Like <laughs> Evander Kane. <laughs> Con Kane. Yeah, sorry, man. Con Kane. Con Kane. Um, well, talking about teams that are having some success, uh, there is one player. Uh, it's been one of Shayna's favorites for some time, and he continues to impress. Uh, we all like to spell his name in different ways in the group chat. It brings us joy. But Val Nishuskin for the Colorado Avalanche continues to be a force. Uh, Shayna, take us through what's going on with your boy. He's so good. He, you know, it's funny, like he got paid last year and he had that contract year and a lot of people are concerned, like, is that just what you're going to get? They're going to sign the contract and then either plateau or, you know, start trending in the wrong direction. And he really is just picking up where he left off last season, which is this really strong, disruptive player who, you know, he's a facilitator for his line mates. And he doesn't always have the top tier line mates right now, given the injuries in Colorado. It's Lekkanen who's getting McKinnon. And we would assume it was going to be Landeskog with Nachushkin. And obviously the Landeskog's out for 12 weeks now. Correct. Yep. Um, and he, here he is coming up in big games. That game against Vegas, I know like, yes, Vegas didn't make the playoffs last year. But like this is a team we expect Vegas and Colorado will be at the top. And he's coming out with that gorgeous goal. It's just, it's impressive to see that he's sustaining it. And, you know, this is a player who Dallas got rid of because he wasn't scoring. And obviously we need goals in the league to have, you know, wins. But you could really look at what a play driver he is on both ends of the ice and how if you pair him with, you know, better players to see what a play driver like that can do. And when the finishing, you know, he shows that finishing talent last year, it just... It's like the building blocks to being a really good player, and that's kind of like the high-end talent you should want for your top six, and that's how you become harder to play against in the league today, I think. Sarah, what do you like about the vibes around Val Nishushkin? 
No, I completely agree. I want to shout out to Shayna for opening my eyes about the player and like articles she has written in the past. Um, he's so fun to watch. I love when something just works out. You know what I mean? Like the contract was worth every penny to me. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I do that goal that you posted that he scored. I know. And like you said, I know it's Vegas, whatever, but it was very impressive. Just fun. We love it here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. We love fun hockey. Listen, it's a sport, people. We're not doing brain surgery here. Have some fun with it. Um, Well, from some good to some bad, um, as we record this here, my friends, on a Monday, the Vancouver Canucks remain winless in the NHL. They have played six games. Quick math. Yes, six games, and they have lost all of them. They have two loser points from two overtime losses against Columbus and Minnesota. The other teams that they have lost to include Edmonton, Philadelphia, the Capitals, and then the team we just talked about, the raging hot Buffalo Sabres, who came into Vancouver because previously the narrative was, oh, Vancouver's on the road. You know, sometimes that's a struggle. Wait till they get home and they have their home opener. And they lose to Buffalo 5-1 to one on home ice. There are jerseys being thrown on the ice while the broadcast is trying to cover it as saying it's just debris. The double kicker here is that the GM afterwards had a scheduled appearance on a post-hockey show and proceeds to rip his team um, gently-ish, but now hinting that they're still might, they might now still need to talk about a rebuild. The coach, Boost Boudreau, is calling things out too. JT Miller's still on that team, y'all. Shayna, the Vancouver Canucks, State of the Union, give it to us straight. It's amazing that they, it was four games straight that they blew multi-goal leads. And instead of making it a fifth, they blew two one-goal leads. And then against the Sabres, can't blow it, you don't have, you never had a lead. <laughs> it is unreal, this start. And I mean, the shit with Miller gets me. Like, look, this is a player who has a ton of potential. I watched him very closely in New York. I was so curious about how he would do in Tampa and then Vancouver. Um, who, to his benefit, is like... He cares a ton. He's very passionate about it. And I think that gets him into trouble and it helps him. And, you know, last year, when we did the player tiers for The Athletic this year, I talked to a couple of people about Miller's placement on it. And empty calorie scoring was talked about a bit, how much of it was actual five-on-five impact versus the power play, and kind of, like, giving reason for concern about that contract, that there was already, you know, the aging, how it's going to go from here, should the Canucks be signing that at this time, just adding kind of, like, fuel to the fire there. And now here he is, new contract, should be a difference maker for the Canucks. And the defensive efforts are just terrible. Like, it's not like this team is bad defensively. It's these terrible breakdowns that happen. And then they just start spiraling. And then they're not getting saves, which it's, you know, Demko is such a difference maker this year. And if he's not perfect, they're, you know, losing. But Miller saying it feels like shit to be on the ice for eight goals against, I think it was, the first eight goals against he was on the ice for, then says a couple days later, like, I don't need to change anything about my defensive game. And then you see these game-breaking goals, literally breaking the game for the Canucks, goals against, and who's on the ice not doing shit? JT Miller. So, like, does it feel bad to be on those? uh, Are you numb to it now? Is that why you don't want to make changes in your defensive game? Because all of a sudden, like, I don't understand it. But I feel like if any, like, they need to figure out something, they just committed to him. And it's like, you knew this about him already about his defensive efforts and kind of about like the attitude. Sarah? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that covers it. But I do think (laughs) at a certain point, when you're this bad, this early, like this much, I I think you're just saying shit. Like, I don't know if he actually thinks he doesn't have to change, but I think he's feeling the pressure and it's all just kind of a shit show there right now. I do think it's one of those things I will say where a lot of the times you get a team that was supposed to be good and they're really bad beginning of the season. Somebody punches somebody in the face during practice and then they turn it around and play really well. So maybe somebody just needs to like punch somebody in the face. I don't know who it's going to be, but they need a wake up call fast if they're going to come back from this. But it just like, like we said on the last podcast, it reminds me of when they were just outside of a playoff position last year because they were bad at the beginning of the season. Again, it's like, you're doing, you're really doing, you know what you have to do. You just went through this last year and you're doing it again. Just very bad. 
one for me, that's what that's what kind of sticks is that, you know, they fired a coach last season to fix things. They granted Boost Boudreaux is only on a one year contract for this season, but it's not like they can go back to that well. Um, Canucks fans are a very specific breed and listen I'm not shitting on you as a fan base I'm just saying the Canucks fans care specifically and uniquely only about the Canucks so like the meltdown is in full effect and logistically I mean listen I have covered teams where this has happened um, the infamous Columbus Blue Jackets went 0-8 to start a season and that's what brought John Tortorella to the team in the first place but this, even if this team writes itself now, the simple math of trying to get back into a postseason conversation with this kind of a start is close to impossible. Like, even if you, I mean, to, what you have to do to get back into that conversation after a start like this, you you can't win a playoff spot at the start of the season, but you can certainly lose it. And this is, this is literally like worst case scenario given how this organization has postured itself. And also like you're saying like you can lose that playoff spot. It's not like they were the favorite to be in it. So now it's saying you still have to go against Colorado and Vegas and Calgary and Edmonton. And oh look, Dallas is thriving on top of it. That's one of the teams you would hope you could push out. Their saving grace is that Nashville's falling on their faces right now, but like and Minnesota as well. But it's still like this is the team that can't afford to be losing those points. That's right, exactly. And, you know, if you even look at even just their division right now, if we take a look at the Pacific, I mean, they're last six points already behind the leading Calgary Flames and Vegas Golden Knights. Hey, your insert, your resurgent Seattle Kraken currently holding down the third overall spot with six points. But this is this is not a division where, to your point, Shayna, the extra spots after kind of the locks, which I think everyone expects to be Calgary and Vegas, it, this is not an easy road. The, the the third spot is not easy. And then if you're going to go for a wild card spot, that's even more difficult in the West for all the reasons you said. Any other thoughts on the Canucks? Do we enjoy or disagree with the throwing of the jerseys on the ice? It's a waste of money. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's two things I don't like to see thrown. I don't like to see popcorn thrown. I get very upset when I see like a goal <laughs> scored and someone throws their popcorn and they get pissed. And it's like, that's a valuable fucking commodity right there. Eat that. Eat that. Uh, don't waste it. I, you know, beer being thrown, I can get into a little bit more. There's something about like the hype of it when like, <laughs> wait a minute, you're okay with beer being thrown, but not popcorn. Yeah, you can get more. It's on tap. You can get more. It's fine. Do you know how much beer costs at an arena oh, yes. versus how much popcorn costs at I an do. Arena? You know, I, I, I've advanced. I used to like never get beer at arenas because I'm like, I'm, I want like a Powerade and popcorn. Now I've advanced that. I'm like, I'll have a beer and popcorn. I spend a little bit more. But the popcorn's the lock. The popcorn's the lock. The drink's interchangeable. You can get another beer. And like, think about it. Like when a coach gets like hit with like the Gatorade, like everyone gets super hyped, like beer getting thrown in the air. It's cool. The popcorn, it's like now... It's just wasted. It's on the ground. Everyone's going to be like crunching on it. We don't like that. Sarah, would you rather throw popcorn or beer if you're at an NHL hockey game? Definitely popcorn, but preferably nothing. I agree that it's (laughs) just like, okay, yeah, we're mad. This isn't going to make the team better. Do you buy a New Jersey if you throw yours? Do you say I threw $200 and Canadian money's fake, so it's even worse. <laughs> yeah, just throw your Canadian and toonies on the ground. Like, I threw I threw this jersey out. A month later, what if you're like, I really want another? You're going to drop more money on it? Are you? Have you learned your lesson to not throw it? At least a hat. It's like, what, $30 for a hat trick? Everyone's hyped. It's for a good reason. A lot of them get donated. A jersey, you just threw out money. Well, and I feel like, okay, I feel like this is an untapped story. Sarah, this is, here, this is another Bleacher Fun Report. Like, in Columbus, if you throw your hat for a hat trick, there is a certain period of time in which you can go to the team and reclaim your hat before it goes into donation purposes or into the bin where they show the hats from the season. So I wonder if other teams provide that, right, to not certainly to encourage throwing jerseys, but like to encourage support in hat tricks and things like that. Like, I wonder if you throw something, how many teams have like back channels where you can get your shit back? Yeah, this I mean, I've I heard about the uh, charities and stuff like that. I didn't right. know that some teams have that grace period. That's interesting. Maybe get I on just it. shared something I wasn't supposed to, but uh, whatever. Oh, what wow. Who knows? They Who's fire you, you're not, a, you don't work I, for them. I don't work for them. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any other thoughts on, do we, how many, okay, let's just rapid fire, quick guess. How many games more? Again, the Canucks have yet to win and they have played six games. How long does the winless 
because they already have points, so not pointless, but winless streak go. And to give you a preview here, they play Carolina tonight, Monday. They are at Seattle on Thursday, and then they host Pittsburgh on Friday, back end of a back-to-back. And they are hosting New Jersey on Tuesday and then Anaheim the following Thursday. Wow. That's not easy. I could easily see it. Like, imagine they, like, beat the Canes, the one that all of us would say that's a slam dunk win. I feel like it could be something like that, and then they just fall right back on their face. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that. I'm going to guess that they beat Carolina tonight. So if you're listening to this, you can laugh in my face that I'm right or wrong. Like, that's fine. But I'm going to say they beat Carolina tonight and then just completely eat shit. Eat shit. Like, I think the Kraken are going to beat them, and everyone's going to be like, that's a game you should have had. And then I think the Penguins are going to squash them like little bugs. I agree with you that they're going to win and it's like because trap like trap and trick games are just so real and I do think it's not like they're trying to get a coach fired like everybody loves Bruce so they're actually trying to win which is actually kind of sad so I do <laughs> I think I can't they wait are for all win. the Bruce there it was headlines when he does Bruce get fired was. and then everyone will turn and be like I feel like every time a coach gets fired too, and maybe this is just based on what I've seen like with teams I'm a little bit closer to, but I feel like the writers a lot of time are like so on board with the coach and they get fired and they're like, yeah, he was shit the whole time. And it's like, you did not think that. And there's proof you didn't think that. Like, will that happen with Bruce? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that would be some bullshit though, actually. Actually. Wait, actually, while we're on Vancouver, we talked about this last season a bit about like, the choice not to have Bradshaw running the penalty kill, which is still a fucking tire fire and not running their defense. And then he left for Philly. And we see, like, obviously the Flyers aren't, like, perfect defensively. It's a lot of goaltending that's helping them right now. But how impactful do you think it was not having him stick around and not giving him the role that he should have had last year? Like, what difference do you think that would have made? Like, you know him very well. Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't close enough to that team to to truly offer an opinion. But I think think that... Unless there's a mismatch of personalities, which is true of any leader in any team that that person is leading in any kind of organization, um, I think it's it's a wasted opportunity to not have the voice of Brad Shaw directly influencing your defensive play and then also obviously your penalty kill. That's just a blanket opinion and I own my bias there, but I just think he's done such interesting and challenging the status quo things while still honoring what you have to quote unquote in terms of hockey like I think that was just a wasted opportunity by the Canucks for sure we're all nodding yeah good audio good audio content good audio (laughs) (laughs) all right well we'll keep a tab on what's going on in hockey this week we will of course uh, be back with you for some more spicy spicy hockey takes in our Thursday episode but it is time to end this show with everybody's favorite game and that is Fuck, Mary, kill. And my friends, before we begin this game, shout out to our very own Shayna Goldman, Merch Queen, who has heralded the call. And if you haven't already, please head over to our merch account and check out our two new lines for fall. Fall season <laughs> is uh, we have our Team Torts gear and we also have FMK gear that you can get sweatshirts, t-shirts, hoodies, all kinds of great stuff. Check that out. Please purchase it. As you may remember, we are going to use all of our proceeds from merch for charitable causes this year. Right now we are honoring a donation for every Too Many Men call that is made in the NHL this season. So again, if you love FMK, if you love Too Many Men, please go get your merch. Um, But for FMK, we wanted to shake it up a little bit. Usually we have three things that the three of us each divulge as our thoughts on which to fuck, which to marry, which to kill. This episode, in honor of the release of the league-wide money grab, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, retro (laughs) jerseys, um, we have 32 brand new jerseys that are going to be out and available for purchase. I believe many teams are making them available for pre-order already. 32 new retro jerseys for each team. So the three of us, we have the visual up of all 32 jerseys, and we're going to go around the group. And everyone gets to pick one of the 32 to F, one of the 32 to M, and one of the 32 to K. 
So. Hold on, should we make sure that we don't read, like, what, like, if I pick three, like, you two don't repeat those three? No, you don't get to do all three. You don't, you don't get to do all three. We're going to do each letter at a time. Oh. Oh. And (laughs) in a twist of fate, because I am a selfish bitch today, I'm going (laughs) first. Let's go. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because, my friends, we're going to start with Mary so that I can get my pick. I am marrying the Florida Panthers jersey. Oh! It's beautiful, that jersey. It's so good. It's so, 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 so good. I have loved that logo for forever. It's been a shoulder patch for the team. They've done it on other merch. It is the palm tree with the crossed hockey stick. And listen, I am here for the double entendre where the hockey stick kind of looks like a golf club. Let's be real. Um, If you want to talk about a retro vibe, which to me has to be very much like... I always get the name wrong, but what's the really bad Canucks jersey with like the oranges and the yellows and the black? What do they call the that flying one? Flying skate? No, it's bad? No, that the... It's good. Oh, is it the no, one no. that's a chevron? Yeah. Like it's oh. so bad, it's good. Yeah. Like if you're going to go hard into retro, please give me that shitty ass 70s vibe that is just so awful that I want to wear it every single day. And to me, my friends, the Panthers jersey just nails it the colors are ridiculous which makes them amazing the graphic is my favorite again stick golf club let's go i'm here for it it is my mary of the retro jersey sarah your mary pick yeah i do want to say you crushed it with the florida one and that is something i would legitimately buy which you don't see every day um okay (laughs) but also the one I, that's the one I like the most, but the one that I thought I was going to like the most is still in second place for me. So I'm going to marry the Tampa Bay Lightning. These Ooh. Florida teams really knew who they were and leaned and They did not pretend to be anything they weren't. And we got for Tampa Bay those like jerseys from the 90s that kind of looked like roller hockey jerseys where it's like they have the little like lightning on the sides and it's like raining. I just love it. I love it. I love that. Like, again, when we're talking about retro rewind or whatever, it's like you want to have something that you would wear and I would I would wear that I just think it's so fun you want to have fun with it and they did so good for them Shayna your Mary pick we're starting with what we love the most today I agree with both of you on your picks of Tampa and Florida they both crushed it but I'm gonna go LA because I think we need more purple in this league and they have such a good color scheme to go with uh the purple and the yellow really pops and it's nice to see that they kind of leaned into what they did last year but still have a different approach uh, that they were able to have two really strong jerseys two years straight. And I also like that they have the white that they're going to wear at home because if you're going retro, like, it feels that way. But, like, it's not bland and white. It's bright and colorful. So, you know, when you completely change your color scheme like the Kings did in their logo, they have more options. And I think that they uh, they found a winner. Amazing. And I'm here for the Snoop Dogg vibes of the whole thing mm-hmm. because that's what he always wears. And I love... He is the best commentator in the game, people. It's so good. All right, we're going to keep it spicy. No one gets to go first every round. We're going to move on to fuck. So, Sarah, which jersey are you going to fuck for a good time? Well, I'm wasting this, my first thing, because I know no one else is going to pick this one, but I'm going to fuck the Bruins Pooh Bear because that's the kind of, like, Thanksgiving Eve nostalgia fuck where it's like, I don't care what you look like now. I remember what you used to look like. And I loved that. And that like fell in love with hockey during this era. And it's another one that's, I love that most teams, we'll get into the ones we don't like after, but I love that most teams did lean into like the so bad it's good thing. Cause I think that's back as like the style rankings girl. I, I do think that kind of retro vibe is back, right? Where it's you're kind of wearing like these statement pieces that are so bad they're good, like the '90s and millennial Y2K things are back. So good, good job, Bruins. Good job. <laughs> One of the few original six teams that didn't fuck this up. Congrats. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what's the um, is it on Evermore or Folklore with uh, where she goes home? We can call it even, and she it's about going back to her high school lover, going home. Oh yeah. I know what you're you talking know. about. Yeah. I'm not really a big fan of either of those albums. <gasps> I know. Oh. I know. Okay. I like the All little right. cringe millennial Taylor Swift because that's me too. Okay. All right. Shayna, your F pick. I actually do like the Bruins one. That's, you can't pick I, it though. Um, no, I want to keep it different. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Like, Ooh. I think it was a little bit expected, but sometimes like when, you know, 
you're looking out for that. You want something that you know is going to be good and it's good. Like, I like everything about it. Um, did they spice up the color scheme? No. Could they have gone yellow? Could they have done different things? Sure. That logo is so perfect. Like, that should be their new home jersey, in my opinion. So I'm very here for it. You know, you, you want to, like, you look for something, you know, it's good. You got it. Great. Move on. Like, Pittsburgh, I think, crushed it. Well, this is hard for me because I'm, oh, mm, shoot. This is hard. I am going to pick, let's see. The problem is I'm trying to debate between four and three of them have a prominent white and I don't love a prominent white. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with the Islanders. Yes. Yes. one, the fishermen, yes. hell yeah. The fisher, yeah, just because again, like lean into that shit. Like go back, go cheesy, go amazing, go like appeals to like the entirety of the fan base go just I mean that's just amazing I love the presentation of it again I love the dark background of the jersey that sells it for me I love the more um vertical stripe as opposed to the horizontal stripe coming across the shoulders I'm here for the fisherman that is my pick um we have one more category and I've saved it for you Sarah to go first on this one. Oh, or- again Oh, no, that's right. Shayna, you have to go first on this one. See, I messed up. <laughs> it is kill. Shayna Goldman, let's go. I feel like Detroit and Chicago are kind of like the e- the easy ones to be like, I hate them, they're bad. But I'm going to go with Calgary because this is a team I had high hopes for because I think they had top five jersey last year for the reverse retros. Mm-hmm. Like, they really killed it. And this one I look at... Like, I thought there... I was looking at these with my friend yesterday, and he literally was like, I thought there was something wrong with the image with that, like, stripe that comes up. Like, it was, like, pixelated or somehow, like, something, like, was wrong. Like, Photoshop gone wrong. And I completely agree. It doesn't make sense. And then the logo, maybe the red would have looked better here. I don't even like the white logo with it. I think that going with the black jersey is cool. I think the red, the yellow, the black can really pop and really work. And I, again, they killed it last year. This, it just feels like a very unfinished design. It feels like they stopped and were like, oh yeah, we don't need to color color in the logo. We don't need to complete the stripes. It's just, it's a risk gone wrong or it's laziness. I don't know. It feels like a, mi- a mix of those. I am, because see, now we're changing the order every single time. I, folks, we have to stay on brand. I'm killing Edmonton. What is it? <laughs> I like what that is one. It? Is it like, is it like, is it like a meteor about to crash? Is it you too? I can't stand it. Like, is it like some weird zygote? Is it like a burgeoning cell? I don't know. Is it a cut cut in half avocado whitewash? (laughs) I don't know. I can't. I don't, I don't, that thing, I don't know what it is. That's my choice. I like it. Even though I stand alone as the cheese. That's okay. All right. Fine. Sarah, you have good you... reason for it, though. Like you, explain, what is you know, it? You... I'm legitimately asking, what is that thing? It looks I'm like a meteor. Like a drop of oil. It's like why it is might meteor be. coming to it? Might Edmonton? be oil. Okay. <laughs> Edmonton's so hit or miss when they come out with mm-hmm. alternates too. That like mm-hmm. that navy and orange one. I remember seeing the first picture. Like this is hideous. And once it was on the ice, I'm like, I actually really like it. Yeah. I want to know if like our opinions change with some of these, like in the same way. Hundred percent. I like that they tried. I, like, I'll say my kill now. I'm doing Detroit. On one hand, it's like there's not much to work with in their jersey history, but this could have been the time because clearly other teams kind of branched out and, like, Vegas and Kraken don't really, like, they... Right. They could Vegas have still crushed it, though. Yeah. I think Ex- Vegas- no, that's the point. Detroit yeah. was just like, go, girl, give us nothing. Like, I just, oh, <laughs> Detroit. Like, okay. There's so much potential. Like, people will buy this. The team's good right now, too. That's a good surprise, too. But Hockey Town, whatever, there's such an opportunity there. Right, it's just right. like, ugh. Like, well, the so old winter classic look would have been nice. Something. Go with, I like, will the tell team. you, Seattle's throws back to the 1940s and a team that was here at the time that was like totally rough and tumble mm-hmm. during wartime and like players fought with fans and coaches fought each other. And so there is actually, um, I will give a shout out to our design team that really worked to tie this to Seattle hockey, even though there's not a rich NHL tradition here too. Just throwing that out to say. All right, any other jerseys that need mentioned that we didn't fit into our FMK categories, friends, that you're just dying to either shred or say, I want to buy it tomorrow. I love the Capitals. Love it. It's perfect. I think they did an amazing job. And 
I can't stand the stars. I, you know what? It's the stars in the blue jackets. I hate that stripe pattern. That's yeah, not good. So much. The sharks, the, sharks and buffalo, though, I do love. I love those. Love I those. like St. Louis. Okay. I like Colorado. Colorado, I like St. Louis yeah, and Ipion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rangers, I like. I always like that one. Yeah. It's I'm I, I you know what? Growing up, I hated the Liberty Liberty jersey more than anything, and everyone was like obsessed with it. But in the blue, I do like it a little bit better. But like. I have a thing Steven about Steven has stripes. one of those, like old really? school. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I, I just I, I like stripes on the bottom. I love stripes on the arm, but on the bottom of the jersey, like do you remember like a couple years ago the sharks took away the stripe on the bottom and it was like the all teal, like very straight. Yes. It looked very awkward and incomplete. And like I think you need to have something going on on the bottom. But like speaking of stripes on the bottom, Winnipeg, that huge stripe, I'm like, you couldn't have broken it up into two. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. And I, with that, with that huge stripe, I don't like the stripes on the elbows at yeah. all. It's you just, only it have to have weird. just one. Yeah. It's like a sash on the elbow. It reminds me of like, you have like an yes. armband on, like, it's very yes. awkward. It's um, like, it's like the armband you wear, like when you play soccer in high school that shows you're the captain. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So the only teams to repeat were doubt. I'm sorry. Uh, Minnesota is like the same as last year. I think why well, mess with perfection. The Canadians, did they have that last year? And hold on pro Leafs podcast here. The Leafs, zero thought that went into there like i like it though it because it is classic i'm not gonna but it's lie the same like, i know, I, know. So I just get fun. sick of this like it i just get sick of the same thing but it's gonna do numbers and sales exactly yeah exactly. they're just so above doing that like mm. it's the so it's so opposite <laughs> of like the justin bieber jersey from last year that everyone went yeah. nuts about when those yeah. were i thought sick yeah oh well but all right, friends. Well, there's our reverse retro jersey FMK takes for you. Um, we reserve the right to change our minds at any point in time, but that's how we feel today. Um, my friends, are there any other burning topics that we have neglected to mention in today's episode? We'll be back again this week. I said that. Yeah, we're getting that's on it. a schedule, guys. We're getting we're, on a we, schedule. A little rocky yes. at the beginning here. We figured it out. <laughs> we hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want to speak to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for us today. As Shana has said, we will be back with you on Thursday for another look at what's going on in all things hockey across the NHL and across any hockey world that demands our attention. Um, don't forget, we have merch. We have new merch. We have Torts merch and we have Fuck, Mary Kill merch. You can find all that at the link in our bio and on our website. If you are not already, please follow us on Twitter at two underscore much underscore man where you can nominate your own fuck Mary kill topics you can tell us how beautiful we look on YouTube <laughs> and how much you love the name of our show because you realize that it is in fact a reference to hockey um, until then we hope that you are kind to one another and do something good to make someone else's day just a little bit brighter until next time we'll talk to you soon love you bye Woo. Woo. <laughs>